Hey, Sam, what's number seven on your swoon scale? Oh, I can't decide if it's witty banter or morally gray but eyeliner. Hello, welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown adults revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. I am one of the hosts, and my name is Sophie, (laughs) and I have a randomly generated YA book title for today, and it is My Blog of Sculpins and Words. Jeez. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I've done that probably. <laughs> Just change blog to Twitter and there you go. Yeah. I've tweeted about sculpins with using words. Using words even. I've wow. put words in there. Well they haven't <laughs> they haven't released a sculpin uh emoji yet. Yeah. Which is really tragic because sculpins are like the best fish. They're pretty cute. Grunt sculpins are the cutest thing ever. Oh. I will not be taking notes at this time. Put little mossy heads. <laughs> They're so little. And they're big heads. They had sculpins. Uh, okay. Anyway, we need to move on from talking about sculpins. <laughs> Reluctantly. Who are you guys? Um, I just really like sculpins. My name is Sam. And my YA title of today is A Mockingbird of Warriors and Portals. Whoa. A Mockingbird. I know. Dang. Huh. That's fun. That is yeah. fun. Yeah, except all I can think of is Mockingjay and Hunger yeah. Games. That's also what I was thinking about. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, mm. That's probably what I was thinking about when I put it in the word list, if we're yeah. being honest. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. <laughs> all right, and... Me, I'm also here. My name is Hannah, and my randomly generated YA title for today is The Podcast of Terror and Questing. <laughs> so... That's fun. So, are we the terror or the question? <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely like a D&D podcast. It is yeah. a D&D podcast. Probably like Friends at the Table. I don't know. I haven't really oh, yeah, I've only really listened to the one. <laughs> Just the one. The terror is the stalking and the questing is also the stalking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it is. <laughs> <sighs> Great. Love that. <laughs> Sam and I both started re-listening to some of our older episodes, and um, I just have some addendums and corrections from episode three, where I believe Sam's YA title for the episode was A Friendship of Necromancy and Stars. Yeah. And we all were like, man, that seems, maybe that's what this book we've heard about, Gideon the Ninth, is about. And I'm yeah. here to say that is way more whimsical than what Gideon the Night. I know. <laughs> yeah. You know, not entirely inaccurate. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, I still need to read it. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Me too. All I do is think about Gideon the Night. <laughs> anyway, but now we have to think about Twilight and Midnight Sun. <laughs> what? So what happened, you guys? Ugh. Well, they were the same chapter, so I don't think Hannah's... uh, Actually, Hannah had a little bit more detail, so I'll just say mine. This chapter made me mad because Edward admitted to Bella that he's been watching her sleep, and she's flattered, which I shouldn't be shocked by, but alas, here I am. 
In short, they drive back from the meadow. Edward comes in, has to hide from Charlie. They both end up in Bella's bedroom having some good old life chats. Then Bella falls asleep while Edward hums his infamous lullaby. Hannah, what happened in Midnight Sun? Stop me if you've heard this one before. (laughs) You've heard it before. Sam just said it. (laughs) Once again, this is a fully double chapter. So nothing new happened in Midnight Sun. But Edward does go into a little bit more depth about how he and his siblings all met and bonded, including he and Rosalie finally learning how to understand each other while, I am not kidding, lying in the mud at the bottom of a river. (laughs) (laughs) I had very few other notes on this chapter because of how similar it was to the Twilight one. But there was a dead bug smooshed into my book during the part where Charlie and Bella have the like very awkward conversation about like, will she or won't she sneak out tonight? And honestly, same. (laughs) (laughs) You're like me and this bug. Same feelings. "Ah, Me too, buddy. Me too. It was like real in there too. I tried to scrape it out and I couldn't. (laughs) Man, you haven't read this book before. So was it a factory bug? (laughs) I think it was a factory bug. (laughs) Wow. But also it was under like 400 pages of angst. So no wonder it's just (laughs) crammed into the dust. (laughs) Weight of all that Edward angst. It's that hobo spider coming back. Yeah. A big old spider smooshed in my book would probably have scared me. This was just a little guy. I miss that hobo spider. Me too. Anyway. (laughs) So... Sam brought up the first thing I want to yell about today. Yeah. Yeah. Why is Bella flattered that she is being stalked and spied upon? Like, just weird. uh, It's like the only thing she's worried about is that he listens to her sleep. I know. Right? (sighs) Oh my God. I don't even, I can't even, I can't even. Does she not like do anything embarrassing? In her room, like, I sleep with my mouth open. Yeah. I'll, like, wake up in the middle of the night and realize that my blankets are, like, only across my thighs and everything else is just akimbo. <laughs> it's like, that's not sexy. <laughs> in, the, in the Midnight Sun chapter, he tries to be like, oh, did she think that I was, like, some peeping Tom, like, coming in to watch her undress or something like that i forget his exact words yeah but he's like oh but she didn't assume that how great and i'm just sitting there and i'm like when you're wearing pajamas and you're sleeping and you're tossing all over the place like there are probably moments where it's like yeah my shirt like rode up or something you know like yeah <laughs> the blankets are just on. your pants are just off yeah sometimes that happens yeah because it's like hot and you're like i decided not to wear pajama pants and it's like oh my god you find yeah. out after like what is it two months oh my god yeah, yeah. he's been there every night you're like man that time i picked my nose before bed <laughs> <laughs> or it's like oh man my butt was itchy last night and i thought i was alone so i was just scratching it but uh right <laughs> for me i guess <laughs> <laughs> it's just so awful I'm starting to be a little bit on Edward's side of, like, wondering if Bella is a normal human, because, like, this is not... Yeah. Normal. Like, like maybe your first reaction when you don't think through all the implications... Yeah. Yeah, like, maybe my very first reaction as a 17-year-old 
where a boy I liked just admitted to like being interested enough to watch me constantly and I didn't know any better, <laughs> I might be like, oh God, it's so embarrassing that I like talk in my sleep. Mm-hmm. And then later I'd be like, oh my God, what? <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. I think back to it and I think it's an insecurity thing, right? Because it's like, I feel like me at 17, because when I read this, I was like, oh, that's so cute. Like he cares so much about her. And now I'm reading at 28 and just like absolutely horrified and disgusted because I know. So I think it, I think a lot of it, I don't know. I feel like 17 year old me would, I know she was, she loved this. And now I'm like, (laughs) you're a dummy. Stop being a dummy. I mean, not to just bring the whole thing down, but it's like we gotta teach teens, yeah, yeah, how to yeah. recognize red flags and yeah. maybe yeah. hold teen boys accountable. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I think that's why I'm so mad at this book because this is what set my standard for what I thought at, like a healthy relationship was at 17. Yeah. Mm. This is the book that I was like, yes, Edward Cullen is everything. This is what I want, and I'm just like now absolutely horrified i went on a minute rant on tiktok (laughs) about this because i was so mad and it was meant to be a a minute reaction to the whole chapter and it was just me ranting about (laughs) that like two pages (laughs) of just utter nonsense i remember when twilight first came out that was one of the main criticisms that people like levied against it other than just all of this stuff that was people hating on it because it was popular and teenage girls liked it. But it was talking about how this is like a bad abusive relationship. And I remember thinking like, Oh, like they're exaggerating. It's not that bad. And I was wrong. Yeah. It is that bad. It is that bad. I regret uh, having that realization because I liked twilight better when I didn't think critically about it. (laughs) Yep. 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 Oh, man. Yeah, this week uh, in particular is the worst one to be thinking about this. Cause I Yes, science Twitter is a garbage fire right now. Oh, oh yeah. For, um, so is yep. book talk uh, in yeah, a so fun, different talk. way. Great. <laughs> Just social media is also a toxic relationship and should probably be evaluated from a distance. Yeah. Yup. Anyway, we can get back to jokes, but let's hold men accountable in the future, including Edward. Specifically Edward. Specifically (laughs) Edward. Edward Cullen belongs in jail. Edward Cullen (laughs) belongs in jail. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Bella. You can visit him after he's served (laughs) his life sentence, because he'll still be alive. What kills me about Edward? I'm gonna, sorry, I'm just going to go a little bit more into it. Because yeah. we get a lot of his perspective on like the fact that like Bella isn't freaking out about it. And he realizes like how f***ed up it is what he's doing. Like mm-hmm. he's aware and he says in his like throughout his perspective that, oh, she's going to be so mad at me. Oh, like I mean my criminal acts like da da da. And I just like the self-awareness is there, but also not there. And I just don't get it. Yeah. I just wish he'd like stayed outside her house. Like even then that's terrifying. Like all of levels of it is terrible, but especially just going into her room. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) It's, it's too much. Yeah. I did wonder how much of 
Edward's apparent self-awareness, even while he's doing this thing, is like decade later damage control mm. from the author. I oh. don't know how realistic that is. Maybe she saw the criticism that like this is actually really creepy and not at all romantic and wanted to kind of acknowledge that while still obviously following the plot that she has established. Yeah, maybe. I 100% believe that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Her just being like, well, if I make him know that it's wrong. Then it's okay. <laughs> then it's fine. It's like, no, it's still wrong. <laughs> still bad. Still bad. Even if you know it's bad. <laughs> if you know it's bad, it's still bad. <laughs> Speaking of things to hold men accountable for, Charlie comes back from his fishing trip and asks Bella to microwave his dinner for him as if he's not a grown man who can use a microwave all by himself. Like, are, she has to eat her own dinner standing up in front of the microwave because she's preparing his own microwaved leftovers for him. She had to cook that casserole twice for Charlie. <laughs> she made it the first time and then had to reheat it for him. Oh my god. Like, I was on the Charlie hype train. No. I was, like, a little put off by the fact that he can't cook because grown-ups who can't cook is baffling to me. But the fact that he can't even use a microwave by himself? Like... Are, are you nope. kidding me? Ugh. <sighs> Like, it would be one thing if Bella was, like, out with the casserole, like, she just put hers on the plate and was microwaving it. Yeah. And he, like, walked in and was like, oh, man, can you set one up for me, too? But she's, like, already sitting down and eating. Like, everything's put away. <laughs> like, him being yeah. like, hey, can you get up and go get my food for me and put it in the microwave? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Even, like... If it had been a, like, oh, when you're done, can you do this? Like, yeah, th I wouldn't even have minded that as much because it's showing respect for the fact that she is in the middle of something mm -hmm. when he, like, comes in and sits down and demands her to do a task for him. Yep. <sighs> it's fine. Charlie, dad of the year. Dad of the year. Dad <laughs> of the century. I have another dad we can hold accountable. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the dad is Carlisle, and the question is, <laughs> did he pick Rosalie just because she was pretty? 100%. Yeah. Like! Yeah. Yeah. That's... Considering that is her defining character trait, as yeah. we are told many times specifically in this chapter. I was so mad about that, because, like, <sighs> I like Rosalie in mm -hmm. what I have read of these books. And... To just be told in in Twilight, you get what Edward says out loud, which is Rosalie, once she turned vampire, was like brought her like tenacity to being a vampire. So it's like, oh yeah, like Rosalie's like committed to a thing. Like, yeah, a character trait, love it. And but you get the Midnight Sun version where it's like Rosalie brought her beauty. And then he says, like, also her tenacity. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, he changes his answer, and it's just like, are you kidding me? We couldn't just have kept it at, yeah, she really, like, is stubborn and, like, sticks to stuff. It's like, yeah, that would have been, we didn't need to bring in that beauty was the only thing. Yeah. 
But yeah, it's implied that like they say, okay, Carlisle brought Rosalie intending for her to be like Esme to him, right? For mm-hmm. uh, Edward. I almost said Robert. <laughs> like thinking of Robert Pattinson. Anyway. <laughs> No, he brought Rosalie specifically, like, under the assumption that, like, maybe she and Edward will be a thing. And it's, like, Mm -hmm. from second one, they are, like, completely incompatible, like, personality-wise. Which, Carlisle, what? (laughs) Yeah. You gave no thought to anything other than how beautiful she was when you're literally, like... Yeah, but they'll commit to forever together. <laughs> right? I mean, uh, it's a very dude thing to do. Like, it is. Uh, more power to Edward to be like, yeah, she was never, you know, yeah, she's beautiful, but like that didn't mean really much at all to me. I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the fact that both Rosalie and then Rosalie bringing in Emmett it was just like, I found a random human who is very close to death, and I have decided that they are going to be uh, my mate for life. We haven't yeah. spoken, yeah. but this is this is what I have decided is going to happen with this person. That's just such a ridiculous idea to me. Okay, wait. Know, maybe I'm too cynical for no. the idea of like finding a soulmate being mauled by a bear or whatever, but like... You just pick up some, like, random person who is dying, and I'm like, mm, I feel a connection. This is going to be my partner for all of eternity. Like, And then it works. Yeah. Two of the three times that it was attempted in this family, it worked. Like, what the heck? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, if I saw a dude, like, fighting a bear, I'd be like, I at least have some questions. <laughs> <laughs> I am mildly intrigued. I would assume that he had done something stupid. To get attacked by a bear. I think you have to try pretty hard to get attacked by a bear. Yeah, he was probably in between a mama bear and a baby bear. Yep. Yeah. First mistake. Yep. I have a question related to this, which <laughs> might be interesting and might not be. So All right. we previously talked about how there could be evolutionary pressure, like selection pressure for certain aspects of vampire traits like the sparkling could just be like a side effect of needing the very hard skin but the thing about this selection pressure is it's only through like reproduction usually Mm -hmm. so what if the selection pressure is on like who they are drawn to convert to vampirism that's interesting yeah it would be a way to like explain away the insta-love. And the superpowers. Yeah. But then wouldn't Edward's desire towards Bella and the fact that she ends up being like a very powerful vampire in Breaking Dawn, wouldn't that show up sooner? Like, wouldn't he be like, I want her to be a vampire with me, but I can't for all of my ridiculous moralizing reasons rather than just like, she cannot ever be a vampire because it's the worst thing that's ever happened to anybody ever. Well, like, it's interesting because... In this, like, flashback of Rosalie finding Emmett Mm -hmm. and then running back with him. And then Edward in the last couple chapters has kind of used the same wording where they have both been, like, the thought of this person not existing anymore was too much for me to handle. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
What if the roles had been reversed and it was Edward who found Bella on death's bed? Would he have made that decision to turn her then if the, in that case? Whereas now Ooh. he has the option and she's completely healthy. He's like, oh no, I love her. I'm not going to put her to this life. But if he had first found her on like death's bed, would he have been like, I need to save this person immediately? Or the whole, I'm going to murder everyone because I need to murder her. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he would have just eaten her. My brain just likes to try and like make every part of this make sense. Yeah. yeah and most of it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. And so for me, it was like interesting to think about like, well, what if the selection pressure is through like their quote unquote reproduction, which is making other vampires? Okay. Or I guess actually having a baby with a human, but I don't want to think of it. <laughs> oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. <laughs> but okay, on that point though, they like talk about like the evolution of vampires, like <sighs> oh <Yeah>. no. <laughs> that's, that's so infuriating. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the line from Midnight Sun. Well, where did you come from? Evolution, creation? Couldn't we have evolved in the same way as other species, predator and prey? Anyways. Um, no. No, no, that's not how that works. You can't do that. That's not how but see, that's when I was thinking about it. That's what made me think about yeah. it. Cause I was like, well, maybe there is selection pressure in that like there are certain traits that like certain humans give off that mm-hmm. they don't even notice, but that drive mm-hmm. them to be like, oh, this person would be better as a vampire. Well, that is something that comes up um particularly in Eclipse, I think. With like the Southern Coven War, Southern Coven Wars, and like the Volturi specifically going to seek out humans that they think will have high potential as a vampire, so there definitely is some support in the text for that theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Like, how did we evolve? Maybe in the same way as you, whatever line. Um, <laughs> And then I was trying to think, because evolution doesn't happen in jumps, right? It's usually a fairly gradual process. So I was trying to come up with what the in-between <laughs> stages between yeah. human and vampire were and how those would have like precipitated yep. to get the ridiculous vampire that we now have. <laughs> and I it's know, gotta... I did the same. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't... Mean, you can't evolve something... Or biologically speaking, you can't evolve a species naturally that can't reproduce with its own genetics. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, now I'm just imagining all the ways, like, the only time you get, like, a single species splitting into two is, like, (laughs) if you have certain, like, there's something blocking one population from breeding with the other one until they're distant enough that they can't reproduce with each other. Which I guess... Vampires can reproduce with humans. Anyway, but my thought was like, yeah, my thought was just like imagining that um, a vampires got like separated by like a mountain. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, and then a thousand million years later, they became vampires, and then they were like, Uh ah, humans, tasty. But then, why would they have evolved a desire to eat humans if they were completely separated from their main food source? What if they, like, evolved to eat, like, only meat? Like, they were locked over the mountain in meat land. And then they uh-huh. became only carnivores. <laughs> and then by the time they returned back to humans, that's when they specialized in eating humans. 
because there were just humans everywhere. They were like, there's no other meat. There's only humans. <laughs> there's only humans. They're like hematophages specifically, right? Mm-hmm. So they would have had to be eating something that was specifically very bloody. In well, order what if to... Yeah, what if they were just like general carnivores and uh-huh. then they became carnivores of humans and then, and then all the vampires who actually just like ate people meat kept getting murdered so they eventually evolved to just have the blood uh-huh. <laughs> yeah for all of those things that they need the human blood for yeah we've discussed there's so many of them so many of them they're uh-huh. iron deficiency <laughs> yes they're iron deficiency so they were trapped in carnivorous anemia land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I think this makes sense. <laughs> I'm just trying to like figure yeah. out how immortality plays into this. Like, yeah. well, <laughs> I mean, they can also read lines. Honestly, there's some magic in there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How about? Yeah. D- did you ever read the uh, the Ender's Game series, um, where like later on in the books? They end up at this planet that has this like weird coevolution between plants and animals, where like at the end of an animal's life it becomes a plant. Maybe they had something kind of like that, but with some like mineralizing bacteria. Maybe oh, maybe they got infested or they became a symbiote with some kind of bacterium that like precipitates Diamond. Carbon. Yeah. <laughs> carbon as diamond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Maybe those, maybe the bacteria, uh, bacterial symbiotes that live within their cells, the metachlorians. Maybe the vampire metachlorians are the things that really need that iron in order to convert flesh or blood products into diamond. And that's why they need to have blood so they can supply the cells that sustain their vampiric appearance and abilities mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm. i feel like there's a possibility in there but i didn't quite get it <laughs> i i feel like you got close yeah there's something in there the the real problem is that homo sapiens has not been around long enough Mm-mm. to yeah. have evolved <laughs> that much <laughs> well so maybe they didn't yeah. evolve from homo sapiens yeah so my theory is that they are actually australopithecines from mm. Oh, an extremely long time ago. <laughs> Where was Australopithecus African as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, diamonds reflect sunlight, which is a useful <laughs> thing to do when you live somewhere equatorial. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that this is going anywhere. No. Anyway, <laughs> it was just a fun thought experiment that uh, maybe will make sense later. <laughs> I I'm going to be working on this. Uh, yeah, me too. Uh, I started thinking about it. I started thinking about it. Now I won't be able to stop. Yeah. Sidebar as a thing that eats only This is blood. already a sidebar. <laughs> sidebar back closer to the real bar. Okay. As a creature that eats only blood, uh, Edward talks about food a lot in this episode. He does. Episode. Yes. I keep saying episode. Chapter. <laughs> this episode of Twilight. Yeah. Oh, God, can you imagine if they made Twilight into like a Netflix no. series? I no, don't. And they made it. No. <laughs> and Netflix shows are always like darker, sexier, and worse than the source material. Yeah. 
Can you imagine making Midnight Sun darker, sexier, and worse than it already is? No. <laughs> I don't want to think about I it. I don't want it. Wouldn't it basically just turn into you? <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, yeah. I was like, me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. The TV show You on Netflix. You think I'm dark, sexy, and awful? <laughs> Awful. But the starting material is Midnight Sun, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyways, like, sorry. <laughs> yeah, he like he describes Bella's skin as cream and apricot, like uh, yes. And then like, apricots are orange. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She has a fake tan. It just hasn't come up yet. Yeah, like undertones. I don't even know oh, how. Maybe. Anyway, th- he also describes like a bunch of flowers. <laughs> yeah, he says that she smells like lavender and freesia and that it's mouthwatering. I'm like, I have never smelled a lavender and been like, mm, I gotta eat that. <laughs> gotta eat it. Okay. <laughs> to, be- <laughs> to be fair, though, lavender is used in dishes, right? Like food. Yeah. I've had lavender flavored things and it's good, but it's not like my first thought when I smell yeah. flowers. Like, I gotta eat this. I like, gotta no. eat that. Well, then <laughs> the second part is like freesia, which I looked up. It is not edible. Like, <laughs> oh it's God. not an edible flower. <laughs> so, freesias are used as food plants by some lepidopterans. So, <laughs> so if so, if Edward is a large yellow underwing butterfly. Okay. I was like, I don't know what this is. That's probably why it smells so good to him. <laughs> I mean, butterflies are beautiful creatures that are kind of terrifying and suck liquids out of their food. So like Yeah, I'm saying. And and vampires <laughs> yeah. undergo metamorphosis. That's that was my point. Didn't we establish that it was metamorphosis yeah. and they like cocoon basically into a vampire? Okay, I have a new theory. Wow, wait. Oh. Vampires, are vampires are arthropods, specifically. Ah! Okay. Specifically lepidopterans. I mean, that yeah. checks. Aren't there butterflies that eat blood too? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Also, tears. Oh, yes. They feed off the tears <laughs> of crocodiles. <laughs> Same. And then that goes Same. into the growling. Yeah. Yeah. See, oh, we've, man. We've, <laughs> it's all coming together. <laughs> we got we got it. We figured it out. That video still haunts my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> it was so sexy. <laughs> sexy. That's uh, what I'm saying. Uh Sam. <clears throat> where do crocodile grabs fall on the spoon scale? Okay, oh, no, I, I, d- I I do need to clarify. It was alligators because we did this <laughs> oh. the first time. <laughs> oh, no, I will admit I don't. I never remember the difference. Uh, don't me at me. I I don't I don't have it on. I don't have growling on the swoon scale. <laughs> but Sam, where does your heart tell you? Where yeah. it goes? <laughs> you think it's you think it's closer to witty banter or? <laughs> I think it falls in. If the- you were a lady alligator (laughs) oh man oh where do you think growling so that the water vibrates in a pretty dance goes on your scale (laughs) if i was a lady alligator that would be a 10 out of 10 on the spoon scale amazing now i just realized i need to add really sexy low voice to my spoon scale and i don't have a spot for it 
Oh man, that's an eleven. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that might be an eleven because when yeah. I first tore, when I oh wow, when I first yep. tore, <laughs> <laughs> when I Freudian. first heard um, Corp's husband's voice, I yeah, that was that was a moment. That <laughs> that was a time. We're just gonna leave it at that. How about uh, really like? deep sexy voice is like a plus two to your base oh yeah ah i like this yeah. because you can have witty banter but it's better oh my god with the yeah. deep voice yeah this is a great yeah. point yeah this is a lo- yeah this is great because any of these situations are immediately better with a deep sexy voice so like side by side fight you, you might kiss in the middle with a deep sexy voice emotional <laughs> yeah, yeah. Emotional vulnerability and healing together with a deep, sexy voice. Whoa. Hell yeah. Sensual oh, lift of chin by sword or dagger with a deep, <laughs> sexy voice. This I'm is done. I'm getting uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting too sexy. This swoon scale is too swoon worthy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have we have a base and modifier for the swoon scale. We have yeah. vampires are butterflies. And we have uh, men need to be held accountable for their actions. Is that yeah. what we've talked about so far? Yeah. yeah. That's I a great mean, summary. Those were all the important things that anyone should talk about. <laughs> I needed to get myself back on track. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> also, that'll be good for when you have to describe the episode later. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You should write those down. <laughs> this isn't really relevant to anything, but I did look up 1901 Chicago. Just I, that, <laughs> okay. I just Googled that. Okay. Because I was like, maybe this will give me something to think about for this episode. Because Edward was born in 1901 in Chicago, right. and the yeah. really the only important thing that I need to say is that did you know the Chicago baseball team was called the Chicago White Stockings at the time? Oh, <laughs> instead oh. of the instead of the socks. Oh, oh. my god. <laughs> I mean, white stocking is like a really good name for Edward. <laughs> yep. Oh my god. Uh, it just wow, prophetic. Damn. Prophetic. <laughs> I, it is stockings like the clothing, not. <laughs> yeah, but they're homonyms. Yeah. yeah, it just made me laugh. I love it. The Chicago white stockings. Oh my god. Do you think Edward had like a Chicago accent? Is there a Chicago accent? Yeah, Isn't there, there is. a Chicago accent? There oh. is. But I'm wondering if maybe that became a thing later. Like, wait, how, when did him and Carlisle leave Chicago? Like, right after he turned? Yeah, because they went yeah. to hide somewhere, right? Yeah, they went. Where did they go? I forget. I don't even know. When would the Chicago accent have been a thing? Let's Google it. That's what I'm doing. It's the inland Northern American English. <laughs> I like know there's a Chicago accent, but I can't think of what it is. Oh, it about 1950. Oh. Yeah, this one says in the 1950s, the vowels in Chicago, Detroit, Cleveland, Buffalo, Rochester began to move. So it would have been before. Or Edward would have been born and turned into a vampire before the Chicago yeah. accent yeah. happened. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Although the vowel shift is associated with the Chicago accent, some linguists believe it to have originated in the 1800s. Oh. Mm. Oh. 
A mystery. Well, isn't that like how this might be hearsay? I don't have background for this. But people say that like the rural Ontario slash rural Canada accent is the most like what early Canadian accents were. And by, sorry, by early Canadian, I mean early colonized deserts. Yeah. Yeah. Not (laughs) the people who actually lived in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Forever. I've heard that about the Quebec accent, that it like closely resembles the French accent of the time before the French, French accent shifted to what it is now. But I don't have a source for that. Yeah, which is so wild because, like, the French in Quebec, as someone from Quebec, the the <laughs> French, the French accent is like fancy French, yeah, and then Quebec is like the garbage version. <laughs> <laughs> it's very uh, yeah, the general sentiment. Standard. Yeah, yeah, it's just a lot of you slide all the words together into one big long word. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's that's great. like. Like, the English-English accent. I mean, there's a whole bunch of them. But, like, the London accent is, like, the posh English accent, right? True. Yeah. And it's because people were trying to sound fancy because that's how you spoke when you were fancy. Yeah. Whereas the people who had, like, come across the Atlantic to immigrate to North America were not the fancy people, so probably just kept whatever uh, whatever accent they had at the time. Yeah. Although I say that. And I've lived in Nova Scotia for four years now, and I just said accent, even though that's not my natural accent. So <laughs> who even knows? Maybe it did shift around. I don't know. Who knows? I do want to clarify that I, the general understanding within Quebec is that the Quebec accent is the garbage version of yeah. France. I'm not just I'm not just dunking on my home province. <laughs> I think it's a Canadian birthright that you have to dunk on your home province yeah oh yeah quebec's great thanks but also <laughs> ontario yeah, i love ontario but also uh i hate ontario not get into that. <laughs> yeah we're we're at month 11 of a pandemic speaking of pandemics and the <laughs> fact that edward died in one did anybody else not notice in the slightest when they read Twilight the first time that they or that she referred to the Spanish influenza as an epidemic and then get like super pedantic about it in 2021 (laughs) that like actually it's a pandemic not an epidemic (laughs) yep 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 (laughs) because I have lots of feelings about this now that I didn't have before yeah what's what's the uh what's the differences between a pandemic and an epidemic So an epidemic, I had to look this up. (laughs) An epidemic is a disease that affects a large number of people within a community or a region. And a pandemic is basically just a global epidemic. So Uh, epidemic is just smaller. So there's not that much of a difference. But there's enough of a difference. And I have enough pandemic stress that it mattered a lot to me. Yeah. In February of 2021. <laughs> I, yes. it's, the Spanish flu lasted two entire years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes me so sad. Same. And they had anti-maskers and everything too. Yeah. Which is, you'd think over a hundred years later, 
We'd learn. We figured it out, but no. You'd think. Yeah. So, do you think the vampires uh, <laughs> would be like super pro masks and like? Do you think they would be pro lockdown and all that? Do you think like, or do you think they'd be anti-maskers? I mean, Carlisle would make them all wear masks. Yeah. 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 I well, it wouldn't affect them. Mm-hmm. Right, but I'm just saying, like sure. the concept. Yeah. Do you think because they lived through it, they would be like, hell yeah. Well, I guess not all of them did. But Edward and Carlisle. Yeah. (laughs) I think they would probably recognize that, like, our human behavior of rebelling against authority, even when that rebellion is to our direct and severe detriment, is, like, very typical of our species. Right. And very stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they probably... I Maybe I'm just project, projecting, because I'm like, I feel like they would think what I think, which is that it's stupid, and people should get over it and just wear a mask on their face. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think I'm viewing this objectively at uh, 11 months into a pandemic, where even <laughs> though my province has handled it really well, I still can't leave or go see my family or any of my friends. Nope. To get back on track... Yeah, now I'm just mad. <laughs> we have... Okay, well, I'm going to talk about my favorite thing that keeps happening in Twilight and Midnight uh-huh. Sun, uh-huh. which I just... I, you know what? I just think it's funny every time <laughs> where, where Bella is really horny <laughs> and, and, and Edward has no idea until she says it. <laughs> yes. Oh Edward even acknowledges that in this chapter. Did you notice? Yeah, they mm. talk about sex. Nah, nah, the nah, nah, nah. You know the he, song? He even <laughs> thinks the word. He thinks yes. about it. He thinks it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, uh, I just, I just think it's funny when because there's a whole part where Edward's like, "Well, if you don't," because Bella's like, "I can't fall asleep while you're here. I'm way yep. too energized." And he's like, well, if you don't want to sleep, what do you want to do? And she, like, doesn't answer for, like, ten minutes. <laughs> she's like, uh. And then Is she's like, when thinking- vampires get married. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like, oh. Well. <laughs> I was very confused during that part because it took me, like, a good ten seconds to remember that people wait until after marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I was, see, my first thought of that was like, wow, this is the way that Stephanie Meyer's gonna do it, like, because it's a Mormon thing, right? You don't yeah. do until marriage. And I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, well, it was just like, oh, when you said that, like, uh, Emmett and Rosalie are gonna get married, and she was like, is marriage for vampires the same for us? And <laughs> I was like, I was like, what could she possibly be asking? Like, yeah, I know. I have no idea where she's going with this. And I was like, yeah. what? They can't. Why would it be any different? Like, is it legally binding? I what? <laughs> and then it was only like after reading a couple more paragraphs, I was like, oh, she's asking about if they can have sex. Yeah. I get yeah. it. This, I think, this is the first time that they like explicitly have a conversation about how attracted they are to each other Mm -hmm. which after the last 13 chapters of pining at least is like a little bit of progress so that's nice 
True. Yeah, I'm actually like a huge fan of the fact that they talked about it. Like, you yes, don't really yeah. see that happening anywhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No other book do they like discuss their feelings before making out. <laughs> yeah, I like that it, I mean, for all that the rest of it has gone extremely and somewhat distressingly quickly, the fact that they're both just like, okay, we are attracted to each other, but we have boundaries. Not necessarily for the same reason that, like, human teenagers would have boundaries. <laughs> right. But it's still good that they are upfront and, like, discuss what those boundaries are and how they can act around each other and still both be comfortable and safe. Yeah. It's yeah. like, Edward doesn't respect consent anywhere else, but here, <laughs> it's important. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's you know we might as well just make our uh, podcast sign off be consent is important as yeah. a reminder for every yes. episode. <laughs> yes, yeah, we should do that. <laughs> See, the issue with this conversation is that it was so nice, and then <laughs> she goes and ruins it. I'm specifically Stephanie Meyer this time. I think goes and ruins it, not just like as Edward. But Bella finally asks, like, if Edward is attracted to her at all, end quote, that way. Uh. And he says, I may not be a human, but I am a man. Because, you know, every man is always sexually attracted to a human woman all the time. Like <laughs> All the time. All the time. Yeah. Well, specifically Bella. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Just like, uh, did you forget <laughs> that not every man is straight? <laughs> Stephanie? <laughs> <laughs> Or it's just outside of her wheelhouse. <laughs> um, and and the Mormon thing again. Yep. Yeah, I just, yep. I don't know. The conflation of I am a man, therefore I feel sexual attraction. I mean, maybe maybe they all do, and I just don't know because I'm not one of them. But, like, that seems a little yeah. reductive and tone deaf to me. Yep. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah. the, it's the Mormon thing. There could have just been so many better ways like i uh, especially like just that phrasing especially like, yeah just makes me cringe like yeah uh, <laughs> like not only is it the assumption of heteronormativity it's mm-hmm. also the conflation of masculinity with sexuality yeah which again may be true but i think is still kind of a harmful thing to perpetuate you can be a man and you can be a manly man without being like a horny fiend all the time yeah yeah for sure and i i don't know the like to answer the question like are you attracted to me with of course i'm a man is like oh god the thought of every man being attracted to me Mm -hmm. is absolutely horrifying (laughs) get away from me (laughs) uh, i would love to just like be able to you know work with my coworkers or just interact with Mm -hmm. like people in my life and be like this person is not sexually attracted to me yeah please and thanks you could just do what i do and be fat (laughs) Ah. it works really well but then they don't see you as a person and that's also a problem but also it could just be like normal life where not everyone is attracted to everyone that like they quote unquote should be attracted to right like yeah just because you're like ah i am interested in men it's like that doesn't mean you're gonna find every man attractive right like 
That could it could have been so romantic if he had some, said something like "I may not be human, but parts of me am" or something like that. Parts like that would have been so am. cute. <laughs> no, I mean obviously not that exact phrasing, but just be like, "Oh, I still have like a human heart" or whatever. Like that could have yes. been cute. It could have been very cute. <laughs> yeah. But know. then she made it terrible, and I made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> parts of me am. Okay, I mean, we Sorry. see what happens in Breaking Dawn. His d*** is not human. Okay, <laughs> so. I understand that you're mad that I was making fun of you, but why did you have to bring that up? <laughs> I just, I do just want to say that at the beginning of this episode, which may or may not end up in it, um, <laughs> Hannah, you, you, Hannah described her skin as being so dry, it's like Edward's, <laughs> and I just really hope that's not true, like, no matter what your, your downstairs <laughs> situation is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was talking about my face skin, not my. Oh, I meant uh... specifically that I hope like a vampire with those that situation going on isn't dry like a diamond everywhere. I feel like they got like it. Is yeah. Okay, wait. Or do, is... do you think they secrete venom? <laughs> Okay, but oh. hold on. Wait. Okay. Er- stop everything. Okay. <laughs> there are parts of your body that like need to have liquid in them to like function. That's what the venom is for. Are their eyeballs just full of viscous venom? Yes. 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 I hate that. So that means oh. oh. But like uh Yeah, no. I'm like how far are we taking this? Cuz like I just cut myself off. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're stopping now. Guys, when did this become such a horny podcast? Yeah, I really don't want to talk about any more vampire sex. It's it's been a long quarantine. I don't want to think or talk about it. It hasn't been long enough. I don't want to think about it. You're the one who brought up the alligator video at the beginning of this. That is in no way related to vampires. Well. The vampire growl. It's very sexy. Uh, anyway, I thought it was interesting uh, uh-huh. that Rosalie's, like, self-control and being able to not kill Emmett when she was, like, carrying him back from the brink of death all the way back to Carlisle is that she's motivated purely by stubbornness and spite. Like, that's so inspiring to me. <laughs> <laughs> As someone who also operates almost fully on spite. Yeah. Like, yeah, you go, yeah. girl. <laughs> I feel like a large part of Rosalie's character is that she does most of what she does in spite. <laughs> yeah. I relate to her a lot, which is awful because I don't like her. But she is like <laughs> whiny and spiteful. And I'm like, yeah, me too, babe. <laughs> I will burn Edward's Aston Martin to the ground just for spite. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. He deserves it, honestly. Yeah, and she, like, there's a whole other issue we don't really have time to get into today about how all, or not all, but so many of Stephanie Meyer's female characters have to get assaulted, but Rosalie's whole backstory is, like, the most tragic. Yeah. But luckily she just gets to murder every single person who uh, was horrible to her in life, so, like, I like that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. That that is a good reason for murder, in my opinion. Yeah, I want to read that book too. I really just want to read 
Rosalie going on a murder spree of every man that assaulted her. Oh man, the Rosalie origin novella. Yeah, and then it like ends Emmett? with her finding Aww. Emmett, and I think yeah. that would be great. I that want I want to read that book. I don't give a shit about Renesmee and Jacob. Give me that yeah. book. I want that yeah. book. Yeah. We want, like, Allison Jasper. We want Rosalie. I'd be kind of interested in seeing, like, Carlisle by himself before Edward. Like, that'd yeah. be kind of interesting. Yeah. Just nobody cares about Jacob and Renesmee. Yeah. Well, I did once care about Jacob, but <laughs> not anymore. I also did, but, like, I, not enough to read a whole book on them. Yeah. I will read the book when it comes out, and I'm <laughs> ashamed. <laughs> That's so sad that we all will. Yes. Probably <laughs> probably for this podcast. Um, probably. <laughs> I don't want to hear, I don't want to read a book about Jasper. I would like to read the book about Alice, and then Jasper shows up also at the end. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah, because Jasper fought on the wrong side of that war, didn't he? Yep. 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 Yeah, that's not the part I'm interested in. The part I'm interested in is the uh, horrifically violent vampire wars. That sounds uh, like those. Yeah. yeah. True. Anyway. Well, I can't believe we made it for a whole hour. I had five notes about these two chapters. <laughs> I literally only remembered the evolution thing. I remember taking a mental note last night being like, oh, there's a science thing. I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> and then the only reason I remembered is because, Sophie, you brought it up. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yeah. And then I had to go searching through the book. I was like, where's that thing? Anyways. Oh, man. I forgot to talk about how much crushing pressure a human skull can handle. <laughs> I oh, forgot no. to talk about the viscosity of milk. <laughs> Perhaps another time I'll be able to explain my weird search history of how much pressure can a human skull withstand and explain that it's for my podcast. <laughs> it was important. Do you think that will help? Yeah, I'm sure. Well, hopefully. Before I start this thing i'm always like you know what i should do i should write down the name of the next chapter in my <laughs> notes so that i don't just have to scroll through them forever um but i believe both of the next chapters are called the cullens no uh, the one in midnight sun is called home yeah okay well Which i think we sense. know what's gonna happen in these ones <laughs> but who wants yeah. to take some guesses um They're well gonna make lasagna baby <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Edward's gonna play the piano. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're they're going to the Cullen's house, right? Y yeah. Okay. House, yeah. <laughs> I bet this will actually be quite interesting in Midnight Sun. Yeah. Yeah. Ed talks. Yeah, I hope everyone gives Edward an earful. By and by earful, I mean a brainful. A brainful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just too. like thinking a lot of things at him. <laughs> Oh, oh I man, I can't wait to hear Rosalie. <laughs> 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 Me too. <laughs> Gotta love great. her. I was, I was, my immediate thought was like, I wonder if Emmett will do like the mental equivalent of like a high five and like nice. Yes. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like super, super bro. Or yes. just like singing careless whisper as loud as he can <laughs> yeah. in his head. <laughs> just yeah. to make Edward uncomfortable. <laughs> That's what I would do. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, here for all of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be good. I'm actually looking forward to this. 
There's gonna. I hope there's like so much Alice in this chapter. Oh man, there's gotta be. Gotta be. I will okay. riot if not. Also, I, will I hope Jasper has more than one line. Well, the text. Well, well, uh, I doubt it. <laughs> I really doubt it. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I don't have a problem with latching onto side characters that nobody else cares about. It's fine. Yeah, I think we're one by one latching onto every side character. <laughs> Except the main in this characters. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't latched onto Esme yet, but I'm sure it's coming. I Maybe the next chapter will bring us there, honestly. She might think yeah. some very nice things about Edward. Yes. I mean, that doesn't really do it for me. Maybe she'll think some nice things about Bella, though. That would be nice. That'd be good. All right. Well, uh, want to take us out, Hannah? Yeah. If you liked this chapter of Midlight Crisis, consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. You can talk to us and find fun-related content, including, hopefully, Sam's updated swoon scale on social media. We are at Midlight Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com, and on YouTube. And just like Edward, I think all of us in 11 months into this pandemic need to keep better focus <laughs> on our human needs. <laughs> oh, you're right. Uh, if only. Take care of yourself, uh. y'all. <laughs>